when you demean a man that that makes them go into so many different ways you know when you when when you put them down when you when you uh when you hurt their pride you know they don't and and men they're not so they they put things that we do to them they put it in their pocket you're listening to the own your keys podcast where we give you tools to own your keys not just any keys your keys to life we're talking about copreneurship finances real estate business balance and all things in between we have jay the executor and mink the visionary two different personalities but one common goal and together they're teaching people how to master money marriage and magnitude what's up what's up what's up everybody you guys are tuned in to episode number three on your keys well the on your keys podcast what's good y'all welcome back it's your boy jay and oh i forgot to introduce myself it's me but y'all already know that they may know yeah well if you guys don't know i'm mink and that's my boo, Jay. My <laughs> husband. Yeah, my husband. <laughs> so what's up, guys? Um, last week we talked about um being equally yoked, and we kind of wanted to piggyback off of that because that was a pretty short podcast. Um, we briefly talked about being equally yoked or uh, unequally yoked. And so this week we're going to talk about um being both both sides of it, equally yoked and unequally yoked in terms of your finances. And we're gonna talk about some of the strategies that we've even done this year to align ourselves um with you know our collaborative goals. Well, just like, you know, kind of just being being frank, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna hone in on one of the one of the biggest subjects that cause people to get divorced, that cause people to, um, you know, have arguments and just not on the same page when it comes to you know unequally yoked because that was a that's a broad topic, but there's a lot of subtopics that's underneath that that category, and you know just about money, you know, managing your money together, planning your finances together, you know that is a part of being uh, equally yoked and. We meet so many people, so many of our peers that they don't they don't manage their finances together. You know, they you know, you have one one of the one of the spouses, you know, they make they may have they may have separate accounts, they deal with all the money, the other one don't know what's going on with the money and it 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 may seem that it's effective at the moment, but it's always a blow up effect at, at one point in at one point in time. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, like, I don't know, uh, sometimes I feel as though it's not always, like, a horrible thing to have separate accounts in terms of why you have a separate account, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, I don't want people to get, like, that misconstrued, because sometimes he'll be like, oh, well, what's wrong with having separate accounts? And we're not saying that at all, but what we are saying is that it's not hidden accounts, you know? Um, And, you know, we... We a lot of the things that we do together 
as a couple are just period it's just that's just the way that we do it because it's like when you when you hold no bars when you're kind of like all in you just feel as though you don't really have to do those things and I think that sometimes those things are a protective measure and I've been through that you know you all may not know it but I've been uh, married before when I was really young and so because I was married before and because I went through that time that time period where we had separate accounts and you know he had his own money I had my own money and um through the end of our marriage you know money was taken and just a lot of things just were in chaos so me so so me going into my marriage now I was protective because I was a woman scorned so you know when you have those kind of situations it does put you in a different mindset and it does make you protective over the things that you have worked for as a woman definitely and you know from a man's perspective well I'm gonna say from my perspective you know I wasn't I didn't learn about money growing up I didn't learn how to manage money I didn't learn about you know finances so you know, when I became an adult, I adopted the same practices that I seen and which was, you know, money came in, money went out. Spend everything you earn. <laughs> right. So, you know, and it was like it's never enough money to save money, you know, and yeah. that was And it's always enough money to save money, guys. Let me just put that in there. So oh, definitely. yeah, it's yeah. always enough money. Even when you think you don't have enough money, right. there's always room to save. Right. But as humans, we, 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 we play how we practice. So, you know, even though my mom would tell me certain things on how to manage money, you know, tell me about credit and stuff like that, I adopted what I saw her do. And that was what I learned. So that's what I brought into my relationship. But the key factor here was me and Mink made a decision to work with each other because we knew that it was it was a certain way that we wanted to live and was certain things that we wanted and it wasn't going to be effective for us trying to do it separately. So we identified the fact that we had two we had two different perspectives on how to manage money. Yeah. And we worked together to try to to try to learn. You know, I learned a lot from her. You know, she learned some things from me, and we had to go outside to 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 broaden our education. And we're still learning yeah, right now. Still learning now. You yeah. Know, just basically how to be masters at this. Yeah. You know, so it that that's one of the things that we talk about is you know being open minded and not just saying well he don't know how to manage money, so I'm gonna just do it myself or she. Or getting mad or getting upset because that's one of the biggest things too. With you know, a lot of women don't. Um, realize this with their husbands and their spouses it's like you know when you demean a man that that makes them go into so many different ways you know when you when, when you put them down when you when you uh when you hurt their pride you know they don't and, and men they're not so they they put things that we do to them they put it in their pocket and it'll you'll be going on with your life and then two years later something may happen and he'll tell you something and from two and you're like this happened two years ago but that's what they do they put it in their pocket and they hold on to it so when you are you know if you if y'all are running into a situation to where it's like you know y'all are butting head because butting heads because of your finances and then you're saying like oh you you're this and you're that and you're putting them down that's not gonna make a man feel secure 
True. You know, and so that's one of the things that that comes with, of course, communication and spending that quality time to really understand the person that you're with. So when you are doing your finances, when you are sitting down and you're collaborating on um, the your financial goals, you're able to come together as 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 one and one mind and you're able to to communicate effectively you're not talking at each other so like what jay was saying with him with him and i like these because remember you know we had communication barriers not that we didn't talk to each other but we had communication barriers so with that being said you know we had to come together and it, it was times that i would i would tell him okay if i do this thing let me know you know like we we even had where well, we would give each other signals or you know i i come from a family that talk loud and because we we have elevated pitch in our voice sometimes a lot of people will think that we're upset or we're mad but that's just the way that we would talk and for Jay he could not understand it because his family is not like that so so I had to tell him and explain I had to actually explain to him okay when I'm talking like this I'm not upset I'm not mad but because this is something that that you you know um are bothered by you know and it's like you automatically go into defense mode when when I when my voice is elevated you know, tell me to pipe down, you know what I'm saying? And that was something that we had to work through. But again, it came from us communicating about that thing. You see what I'm saying? So just think if we would have never communicated about that thing or if I would have never paid attention and noticed that he get, goes into defense mode when my voice is elevated, we would have never tackled that issue. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, for one another thing is, you know, let each other off the hook. Uh, I think one one thing we do as as humans, you know, in getting into relationships, when we get into relationships with our spouses, is that we just expect people, we just expect each other to know everything. Yeah. You know, we 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 assume that that they're supposed to know what we know, or yeah. vice versa, and that is far from the far from the case. Especially if you're, you know, when you're a younger couple and you're and you and you're getting together, you haven't experienced enough life to know how to do. That certain is so things. True. So, understand that you know money management, financial literacy. That is an education. That is the same yes. thing as if you went to elementary school to learn English, math, and reading. And that is something that we um, hone in on in our courses, in our coaching courses that we have. Is is teaching financial literacy because people do not understand the the depth that financial literacy goes into and if they do not understand how it is the foundation of every financial decision that we make and if you think about it if you really 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 think about you know literacy even in terms of reading a book if you do not know how to pronounce words if you do not know how to combine um B and A and C and D, you know? Subject verb agreement. Yes, exactly. If you don't know <laughs> the subject verb agreement, even in, I'm talking about just reading, even when you're when you're in first grade, it's the same thing with money. If you do not understand money, if you do not understand what money is, how the economy 
even function and flows? How are you going to be able to make wealth building decisions? How are you going to be able to make sound financial decisions for your family if you are not financial literate? And people think that it's a cookie cutter thing. People think yeah. that it's like a one two snap. And I'm no, it's a it, it's actually a it, it's time, it's effort, it, it's hard work because a lot of the things when you are becoming financial literate, you are not going to be able to do financially. Even if even if it's a $2.57, because that's how much my coffee costs for my favorite place. Even if it's that, you know, $2 a week. If you cut back, if you're going to the coffee place three or four times a week, you calculate that up. That is 12, that's what, $11. And just think, if you only, if you say, you know what, I'm just not going to go one day. You know, I'm not going to go one day. By the end of the month, you've already saved $12 just by cutting back from one day. So those are the things that financial literacy helps you to understand. It helps you to understand your habits. It helps you to understand where your money is going. It helps you to understand your mindset. It helps you to understand what you, who you are, how you spend money, and why you spend money the way that you spend money. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's it's... It's like, like, just like I was saying to you guys, you know, ask yourselves, did I learn how to be financially literate? Yeah. Did I learn how to manage money? Yeah. And if, and if you can't say you did, then even, even if you, even if you feel like that you're doing well with it, it's, it's probably a lot of things that you don't know. Especially if you do not have savings especially if you just especially if you just have your money sitting like in a money market savings or something like that if that's the only place that you have money sitting at then you may not be financial financially literate you know that's the truth you know because because 99% 99% of people that are financial literate they're going to make sure that their money is making money for them at the highest level exactly so, so, so mind you, you may have money saved up, but even if you are, if you, if you are in survival mode with your money, like we were at one time, had money saved up, but had it sitting in a place that was only getting, I don't even think it was 1%, no, you know? And so if you think about that, that is not being financial literate because we were not, we, we, you know, we were afraid to take that risk because we were holding on to that money, not realizing that if we put our money here and if we put our money there, it's going to make three, two to three times as much. Well, we're not going to say we. That's what, <laughs> that's what we come, that's what we differ. You know, that's what me yeah, and that's, because yeah. I'm going to just say, you know, I was, I was the one, Mink likes to see the money sitting in it. She just likes the way it looks. She likes the, the, the I used to like she, the way it looks. She yeah. used to like to just look at it in the bank and say, oh, it's in there. And nice to be like, well, what are we doing with it? I yeah. mean, you And know, I'm like, it's just, and I just she, need to see it. And then she's be like, I don't I don't want to do that because you did this last time and that didn't make us any money. You know, we and then you, I'm like, you but, know, be, but it's but, but that's where you understand risk also. Yeah, you know, so, calculate risk. Right. So but that that's part of, you know, a communication and understanding your spouse. I knew that I can tell me all day for months, which I have, about different investment strategies when it came to real estate, different things we can put our money in that'll give us this amount of return to lay it out for her. But if she didn't research it herself and understand it herself and educate herself on it, we weren't making that move. Yeah, but a lot of that comes from trust too. Because of the... 
and 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 understanding the long term goal, right? right? Because because of some of the 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 issues that we had in the past, right? And some of the decisions that were made that did not benefit us, it was hard for me to trust going forward that, okay, this was the right decision. That was the right decision, right? And so it was almost like holding a grudge against someone, right? So when you, and subconsciously, I was holding a grudge because I did not trust him instead of us talking through this and us being like, okay, well, that was then, this is why the mistake was made, you know, and this is how, if we go forward, this is what will be the benefit of it. I did not look at it like that, you know, so that's another thing about coming back together as a couple, having those conversations to where you're able to put put each other in, you know, put each other in, in each other's mindset and their goals into perspective so that you can collaborate together and make sure that whatever you're going to do forward is a collaborative effort you see what i'm saying and it's not like i'm holding him back or he hope or he's holding me back exactly and you know we're gonna do we're gonna have a show that comes up of another podcast that's coming up to talk to you guys about you know planning out your life understanding knowing you know what you want your life to look at look like and and developing uh, things and purchasing things that's going to make sure that it, it gives you a return to create that life that you want. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, with, you know, going back to say, you know, uh, what we were originally talking about was, you know, the being financially, you know, um, literate, but being equally yoked together, yeah. you know, it really, it really, really, really starts from from going from of course becoming financial literate but you guys have to do it together we've read books and we've heard people say oh well i want to do this but my husband does not you know and it really starts with mindset you know really 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 being able to put to turn a knife on yourself and say okay why do i feel like the way that i feel about money am i self-medicating with money you know am i am i am i filling my my bucket of self-worth with money you know because at the end of the day you can have a house that you're paying a note on a mortgage on for the next 30 years and you can lease your cars a lot of people lease their cars or you can pay a note on a car for six years or every three years or every two years you're getting another car but what do you really own and that's what it goes back to because as long as you're in the rat race of paying someone else and if your marriage is not is not foundationally built you're going to always be in the rat race and when i'm saying the rat race i'm talking about the rat race in your marriage because because again people we are humans we do not like to be controlled we do not like to feel like we cannot have what we feel like we want (laughs) and what we feel like we work for so when you're sitting there and you're continually paying you know um mortgages and notes and things like that you know especially you know to fund your expenses right right then it does put you in a mindset of of way downness you know and I don't know if that's a if that's a word, but it does make you feel like like way oh, down, yeah, restriction because you're like, am I ever gonna get out of this? I want nice things, you know, but the more nice things that I want, the more that I have to work, right? You know, so being financial literate together as a couple, you're able to make those sound decisions to where your money is working for you. Exactly, because you got to think as as human beings, we only have so many hours in a day. It's only one of us, or, or maybe you know, two of you. 
So it's only so many things you can do physically yourself to yeah. make more money. But being financially literate, having an education on investing will teach you how your money will never stop working. Your yeah. money will work while you sleep. Your money will continue to make returns for you. And that is the that is the mindset that we have to transition to be in to make to have our money making money for us to 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 fund our expenses and liabilities. So, right. and we'll get more into that later on. But that is that is the mindset that we have to transition from because we we think about making more money to 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 fund our lifestyle. And most most of the time, it's getting another job, or you right. know, it, that's really what it is. A lot of times, it's like get another job. But if if you listen to what he's saying, it's like getting another job does not put you in a position to where you could spend more time with your family, you know, or spend more time with your spouse, right. you know, or spend more time just doing the things that you love to do, you know. Even if even if you are already in business, and you know, it's, it's, and then it's a even if you get another job, it's a cap on what you can make at the other job. So. Yeah. Yeah. So even that that other job may not may not be enough to still supply to, to to still fund your lifestyle or your goals or what you're looking to do because it's only 24 hours in a day. You know, if you're working 16 of those 24 hours, I mean the other the other hours are left to just maybe to sleep, maybe if if you get that opportunity. But it's still a cap on what you can do, even working multiple jobs. The best thing to do to make sure that you elevate above all of those things is to pray for your spouse, pray for your marriage, you know, pray for that, you know, for God to help you guys in understanding each other, you know, being able to communicate with each other effectively, right. you know, and then being able to really, really come together to plan your finances. So you pray together and you plan together and no, you pray together, you plan together and then you play together. You know what I'm saying? And so if you think about it like that, okay, we got to pray together first. We got to plan together and then we play together because if you're just praying and playing and there's no planning that's that's in between that y'all are just y'all are just going, 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 going. And when you're just going, where is your destination? Where are you even going? And then if you're just planning and playing and you're not praying, you really lost. Right. Because because there's power in prayer, you know, and 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 that's the thing, you know is making sure that you guys are foundationally built, foundationally set, so that you can make sure that whatever road you're traveling down, you know your destination and you know how you're getting there. So it's been real. Thank you guys for tuning in. And you already know, you can hit me up, follow me at Mink Simone on Instagram, and jgoday underscore <laughs> on instagram and we love to um thank you guys it's been real y'all 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 have a good one